How to make a podcasting budget. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 238. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. In podcasting, we find a lot of things that cost money. It does cost money to start a podcast. You have to have spent money at some point, even if it's simply buying a computer so that you can edit or having a microphone so you're not using your built-in microphone. There are many places that we could spend money for our podcast in launching or improving our podcast. But before you start spending money, I think it is very important to have a budget for your podcast. I know Steve Stewart would probably love this episode. And Steve, I expect you to be sharing this episode a lot. You need a budget for your podcast. And a budget isn't simply how you spend everything or how much money you make, but it's how all of this ties together. So I have some tips for you on how to create a budget for your podcast and for your podcasting endeavors. This will vary a lot for you, and I won't necessarily recommend a definite number or percentage because a lot depends on you, your situation, your plans for your podcast, and a lot of other things and how you're pursuing this. But if you'd like to follow along in the show notes, go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash budget. The first thing to consider is whether you're podcasting as part of a business or as purely a hobby. This makes a big difference in how you prepare for your budget, because if you're working on your podcast for a business, then a lot of what you do needs to tie into the business somehow and has to have some kind of measurable effect on your business growth in some way or perception of your business. So there are a lot of more serious decisions that go into things when you're podcasting as a business than when you're podcasting as a hobby. If your podcast is generating income, then you probably should be treating it like a business. And there may even be certain legal or tax requirements for you to do so, but I highly recommend that you talk to an accountant to figure out whether you should be filing your taxes, including your podcast business and expenses and how you should be working that out. I am not an accountant. I'm not a lawyer. Consult someone who is for exact advice on what you should do for your specific situation. But look at it this way. A business is intended to return a profit. A hobby is intended to return a pleasure. So there is some crossover for many of us, especially in the entrepreneur space, where we are pursuing our passions and turning our passions into profitable businesses. And that's certainly okay if you are blending these things together. And again, talk to an accountant to determine how you should be doing this with your taxes and legal organization structure and all of that kind of stuff. But if your podcast is part of a business, then I think your budget really needs to focus on some kind of return on investment or the ROI. That could be a larger audience, 
more conversions for your business, bigger opportunities for you or your business, improved quality like the perception of your business, and many other things like that. You're looking for ways to grow your business, so whatever you spend money on needs to be focused on doing that. Sometimes it's not so direct, like you spend $100 and you'll make $100 back or $2,000 or whatever. Sometimes it's you spend money on something so that you have more time to pursue bigger, better things. For example, hiring an editor. I hired John Buchanan for my business, and that is really, that is one of the best decisions I made for my podcasting because my business exists because of my podcasts. But there came a point where my podcasts were getting in the way of my business, but my business couldn't exist without the podcast. So I realized, yes, it costs to hire John and he is totally worth it. And if you hire John or someone else to edit your podcast, yes, it will cost you, but it's totally worth it because when I finish recording, I can move on to other things, stuff that I'm better at doing because I look at my podcast as part of my business I can justify these certain things and see a return on investment or spend money in certain areas that allow me to do things with that same time. But if your podcast is a hobby, then I think your budget should focus more on enabling you to continue enjoying what you do. The reason I put emphasis on the enjoying is because would you really do a hobby if you don't enjoy it? Probably not. But there are the times in podcasting where even if it's a hobby, there is something really frustrating you about the workflow and the process of podcasting. Quite commonly, when you throw money at a problem, that can make the problem go away to an extent that doesn't apply to everything. But it is a great way to improve your workflow, make something easier for you. For example, I see a lot of podcasters starting out their first experience ever with podcasting starting out on soundcloud soundcloud has certain benefits and it has many disadvantages and its future i would say soundcloud's future is actually in bigger question than google feedburner's future nonetheless some people will start out on soundcloud and they run into certain frustrations or some things aren't very easy for them to do as they're trying to build their platform and get more serious about their hobby So that's when it might be necessary for them to spend more money on more professional hosting like Blueberry or Libsyn or get their own website instead of promoting SoundCloud's platform. So that's an issue of enjoying what you do and not getting stressed out about certain things. And there are many other examples of that. In general, I recommend that you spend money where it removes a barrier to something or it improves something in a way that improves your life and makes it easier for you to do what you do. That's one of the things I love about the business I'm in is I create solutions for podcasters and I want to make this easier for you to get your message out. So for example, a $300 microphone, which is the typical range for the RE320, Heil PR40, those kinds of microphones, It might make perfect sense for a business podcast that wants to have superior audio quality and sound the absolute best that they can within their business budget. Now, I'm not saying that these microphones are the best microphones, but they are very, very, very good microphones and better than a $50 or $100 microphone. But a hobby podcast might not need to worry so much about that superior audio quality. A hobby podcast is more concerned with 
acceptable audio quality? Can you be understood and can you still sound very good? Maybe not the absolute best, but still very, very, very good. So if you're a hobby podcast and you have $300 to spend, you might have a better uh, return for your hobby by investing that $300 in something else. Maybe that's upgrading your hosting. Maybe that's buying some other piece of equipment that you need. Maybe that's some software to enhance your workflow or whatever it is. So don't think that just because a microphone is heralded as the golden microphone for podcasting, that that's what you need for your podcast to succeed. Maybe you need to invest somewhere else. So this is the first very important thing to consider is whether your podcast is part of a business or your hobby. Second thing, what's your quote income, unquote? And I'm using the term income here quite loosely, and that's why I put it in quotation marks, because you may not necessarily be earning income from your podcast, but even as a hobby, it has some kind of income, and that income might be coming from you. It's how much money, basically, are you allowed to spend on your podcast. This is not your budget, regardless of whether your podcast is a hobby or a business. The money that you have to spend is not your budget. It's your limit. Don't go above that. This really should be common sense that you need to keep your expenses below your income. If your expenses exceed your income then you have a problem. You might not have that problem yet, but you will have a problem later and the problem will continue to get worse and worse and worse. So make sure that you don't exceed that limit, whether it's how much money you're allowed to spend per month on your hobby or what kind of income your podcast generates that you're allowed to reinvest back into the podcast as part of your business. So for your business, the income for your podcast could come from some kind of marketing budget Or perhaps it comes from revenue that is directly generated from the podcast, such as promotions, affiliate deals, advertising spots, products that you actually sell in the podcast or promo codes or however you track that. It could be some kind of income that the podcast is bringing in directly or indirectly, but you give yourself that budget in the business as part of your overall business expenses. That's what I do since my podcast is a very integral part of my business. My business could not exist without the podcast. I do have a budget that applies to my podcast. I also have an overall business budget, but I see many of the podcasting expenses as advertising and marketing expenses because they do promote my business that I create solutions for podcasters and have many solutions out there that you can get. And you can see many of them linked on the audacity to podcast.com for a hobby podcast. The income might come from your own wallet. And this is what you are allowed to spend. Maybe it's what you and your spouse agree on or what allowance you get or some expendable income that you have a certain amount that you're allowed to have as an absolute limit of what you can spend for that podcast. It could also be money that the podcast does bring in, like through donations, through affiliates, whatever else. I think any hobby out there will have certain expenses to it, unless you consider couponing a hobby, but even coupons oddly cost many times. So 
we're pretty used to spending money on our hobbies. So look at your podcast as that. Yes, there are times where you're trying to figure out how can you get into this hobby spending as little money as possible. Sure, all hobbies have that as well. But remember, this is your hobby, so you're spending money to have fun with this, just like when you go to a theme park or maybe even if you try gambling in Las Vegas or some casino, you're basically spending money for a good time, not necessarily expecting something in return. But whatever money you are able to spend on your podcast is not your budget. This is merely the limit to your budget. Your budget is really the plan for what you can do within that limit. Don't you agree, Steve Stewart from Money Plan SOS? So don't exceed your budget. Don't exceed your income for your podcast or how much money that you are allowing yourself to spend for your podcast. So now on to figuring out how your budget should work. First, budget for startup expenses. If you haven't started your podcast yet, or you're thinking of doing some kind of major renovation to your podcast where you're basically starting your podcast all over again, then you need to know how much money you can spend for that launch. This is your startup expense. Consider all of these things in your startup expenses. Your hardware, like microphones, mixers, cables, adapters, all of those little accessories that have to go along with connecting and adapting and making all of the hardware work. Your software, like your audio or video editing software, your plugins that you have for your software or for your website, image editing software so you can make images to go along with your podcast or other options there, and other software solutions for you. Maybe you need education like consulting, which I offer courses, training materials, or other things like that that you're paying to learn how to do something with your launch. Or maybe it's services that you need when you start launching, like your website hosting, your media hosting, your website or cover art design, professional support for getting you started with your podcast or setting things up for you, and such. These are some startup expenses, and they're not all necessary for your launch. And most of these are one-time expenses, but some of them also could be recurring expenses that you'll have to pay every year or every month depending on what the expense actually is. But here's a rough, very rough idea of what starting expenses might look like. For a hobby podcast, typical startup expenses could be somewhere between $100 and $600. Yes, that is kind of a big range, but it depends on a lot of things. Just for example, your microphone might be $50. The ATR2100 USB, which is, yes, a highly recommended microphone for starting out. You're probably sick of hearing about it, but it was on sale for $50 for a little while on Amazon. It goes down every now and then for prices. By the way, if you want to get the latest podcasting deals and be notified of stuff that you should consider the moment it goes on sale, then go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash deals to join that special email list I have where I send out the deals as soon as I find them. And you might receive several deals in a day, so be prepared for a lot of emails, especially when holiday season rolls around with big sales happening all throughout the day. But the ATR2100 USB might be about $50. Then your web hosting might be about $100 for the whole year. Then there might be some other expenses on top of that, maybe some software you need or some headphones or things like that. So $100 to $600, I think, is a fairly good range for a hobby podcast, including 
if you're co-hosting with someone else and you need to buy multiple microphones or multiple pairs of headphones. For a business podcast where you really want to be sure that you're launching well and have good equipment, then your startup expenses could be more like $500 to $2,000 or more, depending on your needs, where you are, what you already have, what you need to have done. Like if you don't have a website at all yet for your podcast and your podcast is for a business, then your website design will be very important to be optimized for your opt-ins or for your conversion, for your calls to action, whatever's most important for your business. So you need to budget for your startup expenses. But if you're beyond your startup expenses or you're still in the planning phase for your budget, you also need, and I think all podcasters need to have a budget for recurring expenses. Just like owning a car where you have regular maintenance, like changing the oil, refilling the gas tank, replacing the tires, and many other things like that, a podcast also has ongoing expenses that could be monthly or yearly, or maybe you work something out that you can pay even less frequently than that. Some of these monthly or yearly recurring expenses might be your software, like if you are, quote, renting, unquote, software, such as Adobe Audition or the Adobe Creative Suite, where you don't really own it outright anymore, you're renting it, you pay an annual or monthly cost for that software. It could be some premium WordPress plugin that you use, like my own social subscribe and follow icons has an annual renewal, Uh, Gravity Forms, another plugin I like, or Social Warfare, another plugin I like, or Search WP. These are premium WordPress plugins, and they do have annual renewal fees. So that's something else I have to consider for a recurring budget. There might be other recurring pieces of software that you have to budget in as regular recurring expenses. This isn't merely upgrades, but this is something like if you don't pay this expense every year, then you lose the software or maybe you lose access to further updates. You also need to budget for ongoing services like your website and media hosting, or maybe premium podcast stats or promotional tools or support or virtual assistance. These could all be regular expenses. Buffer, for example, or Edgar or Blueberry or Libsyn or uh, anything like that could be additional monthly expenses that you have to pay on an ongoing basis. These are very important services for you, especially your website and media hosting. So don't forget to include something like that in your budget. Other recurring expenses could be furthering education, like memberships, such as to podcasterssociety.com, or maybe premium subscriptions to things like Pottertainment Magazine, or to uh, services like lynda.com slash noodle, if you want to sign up there. Anything like that, where you're continuing your education, you're learning more. It could even be conferences to some extent, if there's a certain conference you know you want to attend every single year, like Podcast Movement. Factor those things into your monthly budget because you'll need to save up for these things. If you know that it's going to cost $1,000 every year for all of these recurring expenses, then you need to spread that $1,000 across the year so that you know you only have so many dollars per month to spend and all of the rest needs to be saved for this other annual recurring expense. So if you have $50 a month, and you've spent 10, maybe the other 40 need to be saved for podcast movement or something else 
that you're saving for or something else that you know you're paying for on a regular basis, even if it's every year. Again, all of these things aren't necessary for you to have a podcast. Some of them are kind of necessary for you to have a successful podcast, but they're not all absolutely necessary for that. But the most important thing for you to remember is that podcasting does have ongoing expenses. Yes, you can do things for free, but free does still cost. It costs in the complexity, it costs in time and knowledge, and I think that free even limits your potential with your podcast. It's very difficult to grow something to be highly successful when you're only using free tools and resources. So remember that your podcast does have recurring expenses. For most podcasters who are taking their hobby seriously and thus investing a little bit of money into their hobby so that they can enjoy it more, I think that 30 to $50 a month will cover the most important stuff, like your website and media hosting, with a little bit of room for extras, like mypodcastreviews.com. Only $5 a month gets you my podcast reviews for two separate podcasts. For business podcasters, I recommend at least $100 a or more per month for your business podcast budget. And that will cover those exact same expenses like your website and media hosting, as well as other things that can help you more with building your podcast through your business, like Buffer or Podcaster Society or other tools or resources that you use on a regular basis, plugins and such that make your podcasting much more effective for converting people. One of the big things for me that's a big investment for me and big decision that I made, but I'm really glad I did, is lead pages. Theaudacitypodcast.com slash lead pages if you'd like to sign up through my affiliate link. It's an expensive investment and I'm on their highest plan, which did cost a lot, but it makes certain things much easier for me, saves me a lot of time so I can focus on what I do best. And it's enabled me to do really cool things that I couldn't easily do before. So it is absolutely worth what I'm paying for it. And that's part of my annual, or actually semi-annual, that is every two years or so, budget to pay for that service. And in case you're wondering, my actual personal budget for podcasting is a little bit above $600 per month. But that's mostly because I do pay people to do stuff for me with my podcast so that I can focus on what I do best. Like in uh, for a couple of my podcasts, I pay for an editor. For one of my podcasts, I pay for someone else to write the show notes or sort feedback. And some of these are the podcasting only expenses. And these do fit into my overall business expenses. But do remember, I'm running my podcast as part of my business, so you don't have to do the same thing if you're running your podcast as simply a hobby and you're enjoying this because you get the pleasure out of it and it's around your passion. So you have to budget for recurring expenses. So budget for your startup expenses, budget for recurring expenses, and then save for repair, replacement, or improvement. A truly successful budget won't spend every single dollar every single month. But it will save money for future things. Maybe it's improving something, you're saving up for something special, or saving for the emergency things to fix something that breaks or replace something that needs to be replaced. Podcasting tools and resources do cost, and the better ones usually do cost more than the cheaper, less quality ones. 
So make a portion of your podcasting budget for saving up to improve things in the future. You can also use this savings then to replace something that might break. Like, for example, what would you do if the podcasting microphone you use breaks and it's out of warranty and you have no other microphone that you could use? What would you do? Would you buy the same one? Can you afford to do that? Can you afford to upgrade as long as you have to buy a new microphone? Do you have the money set aside that you could maybe take this opportunity to upgrade to something even better? Technology, unfortunately, doesn't last forever. So you could even buy software that works great now, but because operating system updates and hardware upgrades happen on a regular basis, any one of these could break whatever tool it is that you're using thus mandating that you upgrade that tool for your continued use. For example, at this time in 2015, iOS 9, Mac OS 10.11, El Capitan, and Windows 10 are all quite fresh, and they've all broken things in their updates. That's a fact of life, a sad fact of life, that stuff breaks when other stuff gets updated. Sometimes, in order to make your favorite tools or uh, software work on these newer platforms means that you have to pay for a new upgrade. And this isn't some kind of special ploy that they have to cheat you out of your money or anything like that. They're truly trying to keep their software compatible, but there does come a point where it costs too much to continue updating old software when they're not generating any income on it. So they have to say at some point, We need you to upgrade to the latest version in order to ensure full compatibility with the latest operating systems or latest tools or hardware or whatever it is. TweetBot 4, for example, just came out for iOS and they finally updated TweetBot. It's a Twitter app for iOS that it now works on iPads. There hasn't been a TweetBot for iPad in a long time. Like iOS 6 version was the last time there was a TweetBot for iPad and it really needed to be updated desperately. So they now have TweetBot 4, which is an update for iPhone, as well as a brand new version for iPad. And it's only 4 or $5, and it's well worth it, I think. It's on sale currently. It might not be on sale when you're hearing this recording. But it does cost to make these things. So sometimes you might need to pay extra, depending on what other updates or upgrades you do. Some things also simply die after extended use. And it could be completely unexplained. It could be an audio port on your mixer, on your headphone splitter, maybe your headphones just spontaneously die, a cable gets frayed or shorts out, your microphone dies. Stuff like that can happen. And if you can't continue without that thing, then you'll have to either get it repaired or replace it. Sometimes the repair can cost just as much as the replacement, and you really need to decide what's your best option. But you need to save up for these kinds of things. Build this into your budget so that when it happens, you can go buy what you need and not have to worry about it. I think all podcasters at some point get this thing we call gear acquisition syndrome, or gas. We see something new and amazing, and we want it. And there's nothing wrong with that kind of thing. There's nothing wrong with upgrading, even if it seems somewhat pointless or won't bring in any extra money. But you need to make sure that you have the money saved for that upgrade and that by upgrading that one thing, you're not preventing 
some more important upgrade. For example, I use a Heil PR40 microphone. It is a great podcasting microphone. The design of the microphone is wonderful. It sounds great for many people's voices, except for mine. I've discovered that the Heil PR40 is simply not a good microphone for my voice. There are a couple other voices I hear out there in the podcasting space where I can tell the Heil PR40 is not a good microphone for their voice either. So I would like to switch away from the PR40 for my own voice and find a better mic that works for my voice. But at this time, I have far more important expenses that if I'm going to spend $300 or $400, I'd much rather spend it in different areas. And maybe I can play with equalization or work out some kind of podcast microphone trade deal or something else to maybe try to improve what I'm doing without spending any more money or without spending much more money. Or here's another example. I have a new, fairly new MacBook Pro, and I didn't intend to upgrade until 2015. But in 2014, I had some hardware issues with the MacBook Pro I was using at that time. There was also a liquid spill and then some support issues And it put me in this position of desperation where I had to buy a replacement computer. Thankfully, I did have enough money saved that I could afford to upgrade to what I needed instead of settling for something less. I was already planning to upgrade and was saving for it. I simply wanted to wait a little bit longer until some of the hardware was upgraded a little bit more. But when that situation came up where I had to upgrade on that particular day, I could not wait any longer. I absolutely had to upgrade. The money was there for me to do that because I'd been saving up for it. Or here's one last uh, example as a tip. I was tired of planning my video recording schedule around good weather days because what I would do is I would open up my blinds in my office and use a shower curtain to diffuse the sunlight coming in through the blinds, and that would give me some great soft lighting for video shoots, and it would look great. I really liked the effect that I would get from that, but I had to wait for those good sunlight days and days that there weren't other things going on outside, like anyone mowing their grass right next to my house or anything noisy going on inside the house. So I saved up and then invested in a cheap lighting kit. And I have a link to it in the show notes for this episode, number 238 at com slash budget. The kit was about $170. And I now use that lighting kit, very cheaply made, very cheap build quality, but it puts out a lot of light. I now use that lighting kit almost every single day. It was well worth that investment that it's relieved a lot of stress. I can now record great-looking videos that are lit really well at any time of the day. I don't have to wait for only those good weather days. The amount that you save for your podcast each month really depends largely on the initial investment that you already made. For example, if you bought a really cheap microphone in the beginning, start saving up for a better microphone because you're going to have to replace that microphone at some point. But it also depends on how well you care for what you have. If you are abusing your equipment or simply putting more stress on your equipment, like traveling with it a whole lot, shipping it back and forth, moving it around a lot, 
then you might need to replace that equipment a little bit sooner. I have an ATR 2100 that I've previously sent to one of my co-hosts for one of my other podcasts, and I asked them to send it back to me for a few months because I wanted to do some things with it. Upcoming video on that, by the way. And in the process of shipping it, the USB port broke on it. I don't know. Maybe the box was dropped. Maybe it was exposed to a little bit of water, whatever the case, but the USB port died. Thankfully, that microphone did have a lifetime warranty, but if it was a different microphone, I wouldn't have been able to get it so easily repaired or replaced. I would have had to buy another microphone. So that is one of the reasons that uh, we, as podcasting professionals, often recommend the Audio-Technica ATR2100 USB microphone, a link in the show notes, by the way, because it has that lifetime warranty and because it does grow well with your podcasting needs. You can start out with that microphone, buy a mixer, continue to use that microphone. You can buy additional uh, microphones of that same model number and use them with multiple co-hosts. It can grow with you. It's not entirely future-proof and it's not the universally best podcasting microphone, It doesn't even sound the best, but it is a really good option for you, a really good option for almost any budget, and it's within easy reach for most podcasters. So that's why it's such a great option, but not the absolute best option for everyone. So what you'd plan for your budget is really up to you, but I do want you to keep these things in mind and to make a budget for yourself so that you know how much money you can spend on your podcast. When you see something new pop up like Podcaster Society or My Podcast Reviews or my SEO for Podcasters course, you know that you can afford that. Or when you're running into a problem with your uh, podcasting or with your WordPress website or something like that, and you need to hire someone to help you with that, you know you have a budget for that. Or maybe you've discovered a great plugin that does something absolutely wonderful for your website. With a budget, you'd be able to know how much money you can spend on that or how much more time you need to give yourself to save up until you have that money. So remember these things in making a podcasting budget. Is it a business or a hobby? What's the income you're getting in? And set that as your absolute top limit. Don't exceed your income ever, ever, ever. Apply that everywhere in life, really. Never exceed your income. Budget for your startup expenses, budget for recurring expenses, and save for repair, replacement, or improvement. I'd love your thoughts on these and maybe share with me what your podcasting budget is on a regular basis, what it costs you on a monthly basis, or simply what you have to consider with your podcasting budget. You can comment on the show notes for episode 238 at com slash budget. I really appreciate the podcast reviews that I receive on a regular basis. And if you receive podcast reviews, or maybe you don't even know whether you receive podcast reviews, check out mypodcastreviews.com. This was the official sponsor and the technology that powered the International Podcast Day Gratitude Award. And the winner of the Gratitude Award was the Katie Says Podcast. And that podcast truly deserved the award. No, it didn't have the biggest audience. It didn't even have the most reviews, but they did double the number of reviews that they had. And the, the reviews that they had were absolutely incredible. It was people giving testament to the change in their lives as a result 
of that podcast, some truly amazing reviews. And I asked the podcaster, did you have any idea these reviews existed in iTunes? And they said, no, I didn't. That's amazing. And I'd only read a few of them on International Podcast Day and to that host, uh, Katie Bowman, host of, or one of the hosts of the Katie Says podcast. And part of her winnings with the International Podcast Day Gratitude Award is that she gets a free account to my podcast reviews so that she can continue to see all of these amazing reviews collected from 155 countries that have iTunes. You can do the same thing. Go to mypodcastreviews.com and sign up for a premium account to get all of your podcast reviews from all over the globe emailed to you automatically. You can copy and paste them very easily, share them in your show notes, email them out. Every review has its own URL, so you can visit a page for that review, share it on social media, and a lot of really cool things. That's mypodcastreviews.com. I'll be having a webinar coming up for Podcaster Society, some really great content about growing your podcast through Instagram. Really? Yeah. And growing your email list and uh, some more cool stuff, including sponsorships with a podcast. It will be a great conversation. I'll have more details about that. I'll be sending those to my email list very soon. So you can subscribe to that over at theaudacitypodcast.com or join the waiting list for Podcaster Society because the registration will be reopened for only a short time. Go to podcasterssociety.com to join that waiting list and be notified when that webinar is and when registration will be open again. If you forget all of these links, then remember, go to theaudacitypodcast.com slash budget for the show notes and all of these links that I mentioned. And I'd love to hear from you about your experience building a podcasting budget and maybe things that are worth it for you, things that you wish you could afford or what you're doing to make a budget for your podcast. Please comment on the show notes for episode 238 at the slash budget. I'd love to hear feedback from you on what you'd like help with in podcasting or what you'd like me to cover in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast. The contact information is in the show notes as well as on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com. International Podcast Day was a huge success. I enjoyed a lot of it. A big thanks to all of the sponsors for that day and all of the participants. And thanks to you for participating with that on Twitter, on Blab, on all of these different social platforms. It was great. I'm looking forward to next year. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.